Listener Production. Table for six. Uh, might be around 20, 25 minutes. Oh, wait, no, a booth has just opened up. Right this way for Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. I should be used to it by now, Alex Dyson, but I never, ever am. Really, you're a pretty adaptable man, Matt. I'm surprised that you're uh, struggling to come to terms with something. Getting tagged suddenly. Suddenly getting lots of tags. At at Matt O'Kining me on Instagram, I think, "Uh uh-oh, what the hell's going on here? Dear, oh dear. Someone's angry. I'm copping copping the guys. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen? What is it? Justine Schofield posts a pic in a bikini. (laughs) Of course. I should know by now that when my phone blows up, it's because Justine Schofield is standing in some water in a swimsuit. Okay, that's what I, I need to understand, that that's the life I've set up for myself. And despite it being, what, eight years ago now? Yeah, I'm bordering on eight. That is, that is good stuff. Never, I think, has a phone accidental double tap affected a man so much for so long. Unless it, unless it, someone went through a divorce or something, I don't know, <laughs> over a double tap. If a double taps come back to to tap you, please let us know, <laughs> Matt.Alex. But hey, got, got a big show today. Not only are we going to get the return of uh, Australia's foremost bookie, it's, uh, it's a really interesting week and a bit of a sad week actually as well, Matt, for a, a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Look, tomorrow marks the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 a September 11 attacks uh, on the World Trade Center and, and other locations in the United States. Uh, it was one of the most life-changing events, I guess, that most of us will have been alive for. Um, and it really, I guess, changed the way that people saw international relations in Australia. I mean, in Australia and around the world. And we're going to be chatting to someone whose life was really immediately affected by that. Uh, a comedian called Simon Kennedy, uh, a good friend of mine who I've been working with for many years now, uh, whose life was really changed on that day. So we're going to dive into that a little bit later on. But before that, we're going to start off a little bit light. Yeah, that's it. It is a Friday. Hope you are well, whatever you're up to. It's All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. G'day. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, I reckon you could teach... The uh, the politicians of Australia, a thing or two, um, because a little while ago, origami. Are you good at origami? I'm actually pretty good at it. Yeah, I've been making it recently with Sophia. How many cranes? Balloons. I've only made a couple of cranes because, I mean, to be honest, two-year-olds do not understand the subtle tugs needed for a flapped wing. (laughs) That thing is getting torn apart like a bloody half a roast chook, honestly. (laughs) All right, so um, staying away from the cranes. I remember we made a frog that could jump if you press on the paper at the back. Yeah, that was I mean, sick. I made those as well. That's pretty good. No, I reckon she doesn't you can like teach, you're jumping on her though. I reckon you could teach the politicians a thing or two about sliding into the DMs because you did that with JoJo. No response, granted. However, I feel it was polite. It set context, you know, and you had some sort of relationship with her in the past, even if it was fleeting in the movie. Um, Aquamarine. Yeah. Craig Kelly, former Liberal Party member, but now the leader of the United Australia Party. Don't. He could learn a thing or two from you, Matt, when it comes to unsolicited (laughs) messages. Because my phone's blowing up from old CK. How did he get my number? I, I honestly think he must just 
message every number and there'd be a, a bunch <laughs> going into the that's not a person that he's ocean. actually doing it like that? Well, I don't know. How else would you get it? Like, Look, as someone who's been, a, who's been an avid prepaid user for a long time, <laughs> I mean, the, the bills. He must be at the bloody, at Coles buying a new voucher every single day with the amount of texts he's sending. It's pretty wild. You'd want to be on that unlimited plan when you're hitting all of Australia. But the most recent one I got this week, Australian Government's COVID-19 Vaccines Adverse Events Report. Click link. Authorised by Craig Kelly. Did you click the link? I didn't click the link. I don't click no. spam links, even if, even if it is from, uh, from parliamentarians uh, who got elected in, albeit not in their current party as a previous one. But he's in a bit of strife for this link because people have clicked on the link. And it goes through to a website, which um, might get him in a bit of trouble because this story here on the ABC website, the body that regulates the use and advertising of medicines in Australia, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, is getting legal advice on to whether a website linked to a tech message sent out by Craig Kelly breaches the criminal code uh, uh, because it, it uses the TGA's logo and out-of-context data from the authority on that adverse reactions to COVID vaccines website. Oh, so they're they're trying to pass it off as TGA. Well, it's it's using their their logo and cherry picked information to um, you know, make people a little bit scared about the vaccine. It's like when you go to the markets in uh, you know, the markets in Cuda, pick yourself up a <laughs> Abidas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are they th- three or four stripes on that? <laughs> We got the same thing going on with our Therapeutic Goods Association. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no. And it says that the criminal code relates to federal crimes and bars the impersonation or false representation of a Commonwealth body, which includes a TGA. If found guilty, a person could face up to two years in jail for the offence. Oh, which is pretty wild. Only hope, honestly. <laughs> Just need to stop. Just these at least get get the phone not buzzing for a couple of weekends. I know. You know, but I think the problem is, you know. And Although I'm, I tell you what, the the poor, you know, the poor circus would be down a few employees. <laughs> <laughs> so people making size twenty three shoes uh, will be out a few out a few shoe boxes of business, but um. It does make us think because I know for those who have been um, who have been hit by creepers in the past, you know we could block this number, but they're going to find another. They're going to find the email. Okay, yeah. they're going to find a backdoor. They're going to be putting stuff in the letterbox. The carrier pigeons are going to be coming out. So um, there's all sorts of ways that I reckon Craig Kelly could get around this. And to to find out what the bookies reckon is the number one way, let's cross to Ricky Punting now from Crumpunts. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ricky Punting and welcome to Crumb Punts for another week where we throw money at the wall, but the wall is made of chicken wire and most of it goes through. Let's take a look at the odds now and with the amount of crumbs in Clive Palmer's United Australia party, they should be starting a schnitzel factory, but instead they're sending us unsolicited text messages. So we're asking the punters this week, which annoying way is Craig Kelly going to try and get in touch with us next? The firm favourite at $1.20 is by standing out the front of our house in the rain, holding a stereo, blasting a tape of the Alan Jones Morning Show on 2GB. The punter's obviously thinking he'll graduate from text pollution into noise pollution, and as someone who thinks businesses shouldn't have to pay to make pollution, it's all adding up to a strong front runner. Up next, we've got replying to our Insta story with a stock emoji at $2.10. The most lucky candidates at this stage appear to be the vomiting emoji, to anyone who puts up a photo of them getting a vaccine, or the love heart eyes emoji, to 
21 and posts a photo of a can of Spam. At $3, we've got Drawing Make Australia Great in the dust on the back of our windscreen. $4.50 is giving us writing I like your profile, want to connect on LinkedIn. $7 to one is to pass us a note in class saying I like you, will you vote for me? Yes slash no, circle the answer. And at $13, we've got an immediate automated comment from Craig Kelly 2983 on a Facebook post saying live masturbation videos on my profile with three squirting water emojis. And the huge outsider at this point at 1001 to 1 is for Mr. Kelly to make a video of him delivering an authentic and well-researched speech which uses facts, logic, as well as balanced and sincere delivery that doesn't rely on fear tactics to present a positive and viable alternative to the genuine failings of the two major Australian parties which goes viral of its own volition without the paid promotion and bankrolling of a mining magnate with vested interests in public policy for personal gain. Not likely, but hey, high risk, high reward. And that's it for Crumb Punts for another week. Gamble with your money and politicians responsibly and remember, come pump with Crumb Punts. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Well, Matt O'Kine, yesterday, alongside our uh, faithful sidekick, Scooby Bron, uh, you and I decided <laughs> I to, get, about that. to get in your van and start solving mysteries um, because we caught a whiff of one on the wind at a throwaway comment at the end of Victorian Premier Dan Andrews' press conference yesterday in which he said this. I will not sit here ever and try and unravel the mysteries of the Darabin Council. Very much sounding like a scared local police officer talking about a, a rickety house up on a hill. But where other people have fear, Matt O'Kine, we find opportunity. And so we thought that we'd take it upon ourselves to get to the bottom of one of these mysteries or these many mysteries. Bro... I have never heard of the Darabin City Council before <laughs> yesterday, but this place is sus as, all right? Now, listen to this. Check, no, sus see, as, I'm bro. serious. I'm serious. Check, they, are, they are more sus than having cash only during a pandemic, all right? Oh, now, now that's sus. That sus. Rock up to a place like, oh, we only, we only handle material here, thank you. <laughs> what? So... Goodness but me. Have you heard what's been going on the last 18 months? Like, how can you only do cash? Anyways. I bet they don't wash their masks, but they do launder their money. That's all I'll say. <laughs> okay. So, cop this. We, we're doing some investigations yesterday, right? And Scooby Bron, in the call, says, Oi, I'm going to suss out what's been going on in Darabin. I'm in, I'm in a Facebook Darabin Mums group chat. Right? Ooh, nice. Now, straight up, the first mystery, what is Bron, who doesn't have kids, doing in the Darren Mum's group chat? Okay. I'll tell you what. They'd, be, they'd find most mysteries. I was like, why so, has this vase got a slightly less sheen on it after a weekend away? I know, so, broken. New one gotten. That's it. The mum will find it. Bron... Bron posts in our WhatsApp, says someone posted this in the mums in Darabin group. Okay, apparently where's Wally pics have been popping up for kids to find. Around the right? region. Okay. Yeah, around the region. So I was like, oh, that's mysterious. Then we talk about Darabin mysteries mm. on yesterday's show. I go to the playground with Sophia afterwards and inside one of the jungle jimmy things. This is this is kilometers, thousands of kilometers away from Darabin. Thousands, hundreds of hours of drive away. There's a Where's Wally picture. 
And I go to that park every day almost, and there is a Where's Wally? So someone from Darabin is listening. Yep. The uh, plot, unlike Matt's hair, thickens. Now, uh, let's go to the phones now um, because we've got a couple of calls. Do you know what? From hey, the- we've got Simon Kennedy on soon and he is Australia's premier bald comedian, all right? So he's going to have a go at you proper Sorry. for that quip. Well, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking two if that makes any consolation. You're the minority soon. You with your hair. <laughs> um, let's cross right now to Lindsay from the Darabin City Council area. Hey, Lindsay. Morning, Matt and Alex. We're going really good. Thanks, Lindsay. Now, Hi. Lindsay, t- tell us, you've noticed some interesting behaviour from some pigeons in Darabin. Yeah, mysterious pigeons. So I used to walk past to uh, the Darabin Neighbourhood House, which is a social uh, enterprise. Shout out to them for their cafe work. Uh, and there was this weird alcove, that, a, like a car-sized alcove that had all glass windows around it and pigeons used to collect in this area and fight or mate, I'm not sure which one. Um, so I'm not sure how that started for them, but it was covered in poo everywhere and the mi- real mystery to me was that someone was feeding them. So it was like this underground pigeon fight club situation. Oh, I can't believe you're actually articulating the words to us here on the <laughs> podcast because the one thing I know about Pigeon Fight Club is you don't coo about Pigeon Fight Club. <laughs> or some sort of um, pigeon orgy. And oh. should, should we talk about that or not? Eyes wide shut sort of. Um, <laughs> mm. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, uh, that sounds... sounds... A few, few pigeons throwing a few twigs in the bowl. Um <laughs> See whose nest they go home to afterwards. All righty. Um, so this is you haven't seen saucy. anyone there encouraging it? This is a, a pigeon-led uh, orgy centre here? I don't believe that pigeons have the capacity in their feet to carry the large loaves of bread, which I was seeing. So I believe that there was some humans or larger mammals involved in the organisation. Of a underground pigeon fight club in the city of Darabin. It sounds about right for the what is increasingly sounding like the most mysterious city council in Australia. Thank you very much for that one, Uh there, Lindsay. We'll chat to you soon. No worries. Take care. Can I just do a quick shout out to Diversity because it's awesome. My kid loves it. I love yes! it. Yes. Diversity. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, blast it. Blast, blast some rave cave next time you go past the old pigeon. How did you know that is shop. my favourite song? I'm sure the pigeon's going to Love it. That's perfect. Yes, All right. Thank thanks, you so Lindsay. much, Lindsay. Alana is also in this mysterious city boundaries of Darabin. G'day, Alana. Hi, how are you? Pretty good, thanks. Good, thank but you. I am a little bit unsure about what's going on where you are. Please tell us the mysteries that you've found in that region. Um, so I moved to Darabin um, at the end of last year and I'd been going to Northgate Plaza to the supermarket for months, just going to the same one and being like, oh, this supermarket's not very good. Why Why don't they have anything? And then I talked to my housemate and she's like, there's two of the same supermarket in Northgate <laughs> Plaza, one at each end. <laughs> Yeah. The same brand supermarket. I have seen it. I have seen same it with brand. my own eyes. Yeah. It's like you're in the twilight zone because you walk out of the shop, you just go and get your stuff. The big major supermarket, you walk out mm. of the big major supermarket and you go to the other end of the building, there's another one in the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the same shopping center. You think, oh my yeah. God. I just, have I accidentally turned around, gone in a loop or something? <laughs> no, it's, a diff- it's the same shop in a different... They're trying to trap you in the plaza. <laughs> yeah, and oh. one is really terrible and the other one is really good. Um, so I don't know how the other one is still 
like open and still operating when it's known as the bad one. But <laughs> <laughs> does the bad one have like less lines or something? It's it's smaller, but like yeah, it's a lot smaller, but. I only go there when I can't get something at the better one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. It's like, honestly, it's, I are they trying to just hire out like maybe they've taken over the lease on the other one, they've still got a couple of years on the on the old one. Yeah. I, I mean I'm know. used to seeing I'm used to having to choose my fighter when I go yeah. into a supermarket. <laughs> I mean to a plaza, you know what I mean? You yeah. go, Oh, do I take my my standard or do I go the, to the competitor? But the same one, that's that's just bizarre. Do they have different specials maybe? No, it, everything's the same. Everything is the same. It's um, really confusing when there's like, because there's been exposure sites there lately. So when they say <laughs> Northgate Plaza Supermarket, they have to oh designate which one it is. What are they saying? East or South or something? Um, to- they go off what street it's on, and we all think as locals it should be like the good one or the bad one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the dodgy one. <laughs> That's how people will know. Perfect. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much for letting us know, Alana. We'll catch you later. Thanks, guys. Bye. Uh, we've got Chris Marsh, producer here in the studio. Um, what do you know about this uh, mysterious event, Marsh? I, I think it's a northern suburbs epidemic because Coburg in the neighbouring city council mm. also Moreland. has t- two of the same supermarket directly opposite each other on two sides of a car park. But I what? do know why that's happened. What happened? And this could okay. be why it happened in Northcote. Is one of them used to be a bylo? Oh. And, and a major chain bought out that brand yep. and just converted it to one of their own. Mm. They must have had like a 30-year lease or something <laughs> whack like that. Well, yeah, they just said we'll just keep them both running. Interesting stuff. All oh. right, well, cheers for letting us know, Marshy. That is good good times. And uh, thank you for letting us know your mysteries from the area. Uh, if you reckon your city council is more haunted than Darabin, we'd love you to let us know. Alex. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Now, Matt, today is the 10th of September, which means tomorrow is the 11th of September, and that is a date that has been etched into the world's consciousness ever since 20 years ago, uh, the terrorist attacks that hit uh, not only New York, but uh, also other places uh, in the country. It sparked a couple of wars. There's so much that went on. But there was also the the personal stories of those who passed away on the day, including 10 Australians, and uh, one of which was the mother of someone that you know, actually. Yeah, that's right, Alex. Uh, Simon Kennedy is a comedian, an author, a presenter, a radio host, uh, an all-round absolute legend and... He, his mother passed away in the plane that crashed into the Pentagon on that fateful day. Uh, and we were so, so lucky to sit down and chat to him about his experiences through that day and in the 20 years since. Um, we, now, it was a long chat. Yeah, <laughs> we it was. Really, we couldn't, I think we probably, it was only supposed to be a 10 minute chat. Mm. We couldn't stop. It was just, it's so impacting. Yeah, we ended up having a chat with him for about half an hour um, and it was so interesting. Something I took away from it was for for an event of which you've seen so many replays, you've had so many think pieces, there have been so many events that have happened as a direct and sometimes indirect result. There's been opinions, there's been conspiracy theories, there's been jokes, Jokes there's been so much stuff and... 
our discussion with Simon Still, after all of that that managed to come through, gave us still a unique and an interesting perspective that I hadn't really heard before. Um, we're going to play a little bit for you now. This is, well, this is his story of, of the moment when he first found out what was going on and um, what happened directly after that. So I was living in Sydney um, with my girlfriend, uh, who is who's now my wife, and um, I'd gone to bed. So, I mean, the thing is everyone should remember is that you know, September 11 happens here before it happens anywhere else, right? And um, for us, it was a very normal day and I went to bed. I'd been out drinking with some some mates and, yeah, my brother rang me from London. He was living in London where it was morning, of course, and they had the TVs on at his work and he rang me, um, which was unusual. I didn't ring a lot, but so he rang and said, look, um, this is going on. This is on the news right now here. It's happening in the States, there's planes hitting buildings. And I just thought I should check and see where mum is because she he knew she was in the US on holidays and um, she'd gone over there on a, a retirement trip. So that was what started the, the process of let's have a look into this. And, uh, yeah, and going to her itinerary, which she'd left with me, it was something she always did, um, I sort of started to work out what day it was, where she should be. And I said to my brother, she's supposed to be getting on a, on a plane um, from Dulles in Washington, Dulles International Airport, uh, flight 77, American Airlines flight 77. And he said, I think that is one of them. And it was. It was the one that uh, went to the Pentagon, Simon, and it must be... <clears throat> It must be very difficult to put into words how you felt in that moment. So many things running through your head, the world's eyes on it. Can you take us back to figuring out what you had to try and do? Because there's very little you can do from a different country. Did you, what what did you feel like in in that moment? Yeah, look, and and remember this was 20 years ago. Mm. So we're in the, we're in the age of dial-up internet, right? So um, so it was all phone calls. Mm-hmm. It was all phone calls. And my my girlfriend and I, we were trying uh, desperately. We were calling American Airlines. We were calling the hotel she was supposed to be staying at or checking out of that day. Um, constantly put on hold. Like there were times when we were on hold for a couple of hours or so, and you know, and then you get put through to someone who can't help you and. You know, no one knew what the hell was going on. It was a long process of, I guess we were just trying to eliminate all of the, mm. all the things that might might give a bit of chance that she didn't get on that plane, all the, all the options that might have been there. Because there are lots of stories of people changing plans at the last minute. There was um, so many different ways that people managed to, you know, somehow avoid avoid the, the worst of it. So um yeah you you until you get confirmation you would be holding out that hope. Yeah, and I mean that, and that is life of course. You know people do things, people change plans, people miss flights and all that sort of stuff. Um I guess all those all those what ifs became very significant on that day for those folks. Um unfortunately, you know and my mum was not one to miss a plane. She would be there very early, like, you know, the day before. Parents and planes, they yeah. love getting there you know, three hours it was, early. It was, that was it. And, you know, she was, she was uh, an efficient lady like that. And, um, you know, what, it was, it was going to happen. I mean, that, that flight was the one that they were going to, going to take down. So, and mum wasn't going to miss the flight. So she was, 
she was always going to be on it and it was always going to happen. Mm. How did you process the grief and the trauma from that? For me, I, I processed the grief by trying to make it as normal as possible for us as a family. I kind of knew what kind of beast the media was and I thought this is not something that we want to um, let in. Mm. Um, I just There was a point a day or two where I just went, nah, no more, TV's off. And I was grateful that there wasn't footage, you know, to keep showing of the Pentagon crash. I was lucky mm. in that sense. Um, and I was thinking about it today, thinking that, um, you know, if there's a, a car crash, um, you know, that was caught on, on camera, you know, where a bunch of kids died in a car crash, they wouldn't show that on the news. Yeah. They wouldn't keep showing it on the news. However, when it's 3,000 people dying, then apparently that's okay. So I don't, I don't so know the logic. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We were talking on the podcast a little while ago, the, the protests, anti-lockdown protests, someone carrying a sign, 9-11 missing links, just floating along in the middle of these right. protests. Like it's 20 years on, Yeah, That's being included in, in discussions about vaccines and stuff like, do, does, that, does that frustrate you? Do you get... And don't be, I hope you're not offended by it, but do you believe any of the conspiracies or do you just hate them or what? Okay, well, I've I, I said this recently. I, I honestly think that 5G, Vax, uh, Bill Gates um, conspiracy theories are often mixed with the same bong water as 9-11 conspiracy theories. <laughs> they are nuts. Like <laughs> I've had people on Twitter tell me that I am perpetuating the lie um, by, you know, and I've, I've had people tell me that that my mum isn't real, that, that she's a, that that's, was made that's up. That's what blows my mind, mm, man. Like this yeah. idea that people are, are crisis actors, that your mum mm. would be a crisis actor, and that's your mum, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if she was doing that, I'd really like her to call me and tell me more about it. <laughs> I always say it's like, It'd be like going into an oncology ward and walking up to the parents of a kid on chemo and saying, you know, cancer's not real. Like, it's just horrible. There you go. That's just a little taste of our chat with Simon Kennedy, Australian, uh, whose mother passed away in the September 11th terrorist attacks. It's an incredibly interesting discussion and we touched on everything in the full chat, uh, whether it's uh, jokes, conspiracy theories. Um, how, how, he, how he talked about it with his kids, you know. I mean, it was really interesting. He's been doing talks at our school, so not only his kids contextualising it for people who weren't alive when it went on. Honestly, well worth a listen. We're going to put the full chat up uh, tomorrow on the 11th of September. And if you are interested, if you want to have a look at that personal story of someone who it did touch well worth uh, listen yeah and also if you want to read about it his book is called 9-11 and the art of happiness an australian story i'm sure it has everything that is in our 30 minute chat plus so 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 much more i read uh in the in the daily telegraph just recently that um simon actually even went to guantanamo bay to watch the sentencing of the people behind the attacks. He actually looked in the eyes of the people responsible. I mean, it, it is so incredible and so powerful and uh, the way that he presents his story and, and uh, shares so openly and honestly, it's, yeah, it's one I'll never forget. So please check it out if you've got a minute and also check out our potty tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be coming out tomorrow if you want to hear the full 30-minute chat with Simon Kennedy. Really, really interesting stuff. And uh, stick with us because up next, we've got some leftovers. 
A nice, healthy vegetable draw here today, Matt O'Kine. We have come to the part of the show where we do jump into the fridge and check out uh, a few of the messages we've got across the week that we would have loved to have read out at the time, but uh, we save up to prepare a big minestrone here at the end of uh, All Day Breakfast for the week. It is leftovers. What do you got for us, Maddie? Yeah, we always love hearing from you at matt.n.alex. Uh, Kev got in touch with regards oh. to our prank. Well, was it Kev? Who messaged <laughs> us? At who messaged us? <laughs> well, the name is Kev, but the handle is at Lou Sanus. <laughs> um, messaged in. So that's L-O-U underscore S-A-N-A-S. Uh, Lou, Lou Sanus messaged in and said, can't believe the handle's still available. So they've really, they've really scored with that one. Uh, Lou Sainis um, getting in touch with us uh, here at the podcast. So thank you very much, Lou. We wish you all the best for the upcoming uh, financial year. Uh, at Padasani said, congrats, Maddie, on the Clippers purchase. Welcome to the world of the Chrome Domes. I took way too long to come around to it. By the time I made the decision, I realized how much better it is. You'll start longer and be down to at least a one blade very soon. Plus cheaper haircuts for the win. All right. Thank you for the support. The package, my uh, Clippers did come in the mail recently, so... Going to be building that little hair grave soon. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Kate messaged us as well. You guys had me yelling, dark doppelganger days in my living room. Cannot for the life of me get it out as dark doppelganger days. Thanks for this quality content. It is very difficult. You can, tell, you can the, hear me struggling with it right there. It's the new Peter Piper. I'll yep. tell you that much. Go on, say it, uh, Go. Th- they'll be doing this as warm-ups in acting school <laughs> for many years to come. Dark doppelganger days. Dark doppelganger Dark, dark, dark doppelganger days. Dark doppelganger, dark doppelganger days. Dark doppelganger days. Dark doppelganger days. Dark doppelganger days. Damn, it's hard. It is very hard. Dark doppelganger days. Uh, get it, get it out there. Mick sent us a message as well. Girl I went to school with was accidentally pranked by her parents. Her name was Brooke Air. Poor girl used to get on the bus to fifty kids imitating chickens screaming. Brooke, 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 Brooke Air. <laughs> Brooke Air. Brooke Air. <laughs> Kids are ruthless. Brooke Air does not sound like a chicken. Okay. No. Brooke Air. Yeah, that, I'm so sorry, Brooke Air. They're, they're reaching, eh? That that was just mean. Brooke Air. Imagine imagine the first person who did it, eh? Oh man. I wonder what they're doing now. I wonder what they're doing. They've probably peaked with that. That's it's not bad. Um, thank you very much as well to Lani who sent us a message. Uh, who listened to the how p- plank call episode and thought I would give it a go on my on my husband. He hadn't listened to the episode yet, so got on the phone, got him to say plank in six seconds. I asked him if I was a pirate. What would I ask you to walk? He said plank. Mike emoji drop. Lani, that is pretty damn good stuff. Walking the plank. Um, can't beat it, which should, it does remind us, Matt, we had a fair bit of fun with that, um, the old plank calls. I think it is a, you know, a radio show staple. How do you feel about uh, opening a bit of a database? If you would like to get randomly at any time a plank call from Matt and Alex, I think we're setting up a phone database. Yeah, I mean, look, Alex Dyson, some, some of these, you know, shows these breakfast shows on yep. the fancy televisions, yep. you know, they make you answer the phone with, you know, okay. I wake up with whatever, <laughs> with whatever, but, and they give you, you know, money. Mm. But we're living in a post-cash world here, okay? Exactly. And pretty soon 
I reckon the new currency will be lush fibers from <laughs> bathrobes. Okay, so we're giving away bathrobes instead in anticipation of this. So, uh, well, at least for the next time we do it anyway. So, yeah. Slide in the DMs. In, send uh, in your, your number and one day you might get a call from us. And it won't be plank, I'll tell you that much. It could be a much more difficult word, yeah, word that you'll need to get next time. We're going to upgrade from plank, but uh, if you get a call, one of us will be pl- in the plank position and you'll be need to say a word until we fall down. Um, so that's what we're going to try to do at random points throughout the following weeks and months. So um, just throw the number in there, get ready, because you could be win-win-winning, which does bring us to the end of today's show, Matt. It has been fun. It has been sentimental as well when it comes to the uh, the anniversary of those awful terrorist attacks. Um Really, really interesting stuff. Thank you again to Simon Kennedy for talking to us about it, about what must still be such a, uh, a difficult time when it rolls around each year. But um, it was really nice to talk to him and get his insight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to everyone who's been in touch with the show as well, at Alex. You can always do that. We love hearing from you. We've also got a cool update for anyone who enjoyed our chat with Flex Mummy early in the week, Incredible Human, and her book, The Success Experiment, is part of a new selection of thousands of Listen All You Want titles now included in an Audible membership. So if you loved a bit of Flex on our show, make sure you check that one out. And we will be back again on Monday. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Brick, 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 brick. Listener.